Hey, it's me, Gary. Previously on the Adventure Zone graduation, the Thunderman was sent to help settle a dispute between two centaur herds. See, this tree that usually grows two apples only grew one, so they were trying to find a solution that would make both herds happy, but also they've been tasked by Higglemiss Wiggenstaff to steal the apple and bring it to him so he could cure his brother Hieronymus Wiggenstaff, who had been turned into a dog. And then, everything went off the rails. They spoke to a magical spirit of the woods, Fitzroy got cursed, the Fearbog led a manhunt, and they got framed by an evil wizard. They are working with the Heroic Oversight Guild investigator Althea Song, and another student named Rhodes the Ranger, but other than that, our three heroes slash villains have pissed off more or less everyone. Fitzroy, you are examining the brand you now have on your right collarbone. It is overlaid geometric shapes. You recognize what it is because you have seen it many times um, and especially present in uh, in Higglemas's office. It is some sort of ward. And it's like a, it, when you say brand, you mean like she is literally like cattle brand. Correct. Branded me. OK. Yes. And Althea is explaining it to you, though admittedly you are a little bit distracted by the sure. fact that you are now branded. It, it's it's an emergency ward. It's it's a temporary stop for a wide spectrum of curses, but it it, it doesn't undo them. I. It's it's kind of an in emergency break glass kind of situation to give you time in case you're too far from help if you get hit by something. And you were pretty far gone uh, by the time I was able to administer the, the ward. And so we have about six hours uh, to figure this out. And you're you're going to feel a little weak for the next six hours. Um, and then after that... You're going to need to rest. You're going to have a hard time doing anything for uh, about a day. But that's assuming that we're able to break the curse before that six hours is up. Because otherwise, well, you'll be dead. Listen, I appreciate you saving my life, Althea and and Argo. Um, But... Was there no sort of ink-based sort of, like, maybe even like a henna tattoo solution? When beach season rolls around, <laughs> do you understand what a, a, a mark on my persona this is going to be? I mean, 
Yes, but you- I have worked so hard to sculpt this bod, and you and you have besmirched my my incredible torso. I I guess it's uh, thank thank you. Yes, thank you. I almost died. That was weird and bad. Um, and where's Calhane? Because I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna so I'm gonna kill him so bad. Uh, well, um, right after you uh, collapsed. Somewhere between there and uh, me reading to you, uh, Furbolg set out. He went to go find Calhane. I don't know what he was going to do to him. Um, he may have been going to kick his ass. He may have been, I don't know. Uh, but I hope he saved me a cheek. He, he, you know the Furbolg. He probably would just beat him within an inch of his life and let you have that last inch. Now, you you, you also mentioned, Argo, that you went and spoke to the spirit of the Scarlet Woods this morning? Did it, were you like reading signs or was there, how, spoke how? Oh, well, we were, we were there to uh, find out what's going on. Uh, and um, this, this Scarlet uh, Woods spirit came and talked to us and told us that it, it, it would tell us some stuff if we did some stuff. Wait, it, you know, yeah, it, and it spoke spoke to you, like yeah, had a real raspy, uh, almost like a Willem Dafoe kind of th- sound. Uh, was yeah, it spoke to us. Um, I mean, it was uh, pleasant enough. Spirits do not speak to mortals. Do you mean? Like through you used like scrying bones, or you used some kind of like. No, I just. Used I, I'm a good listener, and so mm-hmm. I I listened real hard, and at first I was the only one that could could hear him, but then they they spoke loud enough, and you heard them, Fitz, right? Yeah, we talked to a ghost. Uh, I. I I really urgently want to beat the shit out of uh, uh, out of Calhane. So yeah, so. I'm just trying to get a full picture here. You're um, saying we've been bamboozled because spirits don't talk and no, so maybe it's, it's not that. It's just that they're old. That's old magic. That's wild magic. They don't care about mortals. Well, guess we're special. Um Oh we I'm are. gonna roll I'm gonna roll a perception check just to see if like, you know, Fearbulk's pretty big. Yeah, like I am. I'm tired of uh, waiting around. That's an eleven plus three, fourteen. Well, you don't need much more than that because you hear um, coming down the way from Malwin's tent uh, towards you, very angry voices. You see Arturus, who at this point you have only heard about, as well as Diana and Malwin pushing. The Fearbulg and Rhodes tied up at spear point towards you, at which point other centaurs move forward to grab you, Fitzroy, and you, Argo, and you see, stepping up behind them, Calhane. And roll another perception check for me, all three of you. That is 10 plus 3, 13. Six. Okay, I know I'm gonna have to start. Plus seven, thirteen. Woohoo! Whoa, damn! 
I know I'm going to have to start having photo documentation of this, but I rolled another nat 20. Wow. Wow. Damn, Holy son. shit. So okay. deceptive. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't take much to notice that Calhane is carrying himself differently. Gone is the meek, unsure visage, whatever performance he was putting on for you in his tent. He is carrying himself with a bit of swagger now, a bit of confidence. And Argo, you also notice that now he is wearing on his right hand a black leather glove and... With a nat 20, you are able to see that it is black on black embroidery with uh, runes sewn into the glove. Uh, we are being held at spear point now by centaurs? Correct. Okay. Uh, I put my hands up and grip my teeth and look at Argo and I say, uh, CCO, maybe <clears throat> it's time to communicate? Um, hi, everybody. I'm glad you could come. Um, I, I called this meeting to <laughs> to kind of uh, kind of clear the air. I know that there's some difference of opinion, but I think, as in all things, good communication is going to solve them. So here's what I'm thinking. What the, what the hell are you doing to the Furbolg? Why is he all tied up? Uh, why why are you uh, why are you coming at us with all this aggression? And uh, and and then we I in fair return will express to you uh, that uh, we have uh, uncovered some serious shit that you're going to want to know about. Malwin looks at you with venom in her eyes and says, we have heard enough of your lies, Argo. You conspired with the other students to steal the apple for yourself. We found in your pack the magic apple that has been stolen from the tree. One of ours was killed. One of theirs is missing. And then shows up the Fearbolg and this ranger bursting into our tent with what intention we do not know, but with violence in their eyes. No more of your silver tongue. It 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 does... It does look like they flipped the tent over. Is that is that true? I flipped the tent. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is so good. Oh, uh, wish so, was... I wish I could have seen that. In that hindsight, it was hasty. <laughs> I oh, think that's... it was. I think it was tasty. Um, yeah. yeah, so anyway, uh, Calhane there, he cursed me, and I think everybody literally standing around me who's been watching for the past five minutes can attest to that. Um, not to make it sort of your word against mine, but uh, yeah, Cal Calhane has uh, almost certainly been the architect of this entire situation. So, um, Calhane yeah, came to tell us of your sick dire deeds while That's, you distracted the crowd so that the Fearbolg and Rhodes could kill our sentinel and steal the apple and spirit it back to your tent. How, how did we kill him exactly? How, how did we kill whoever it is we killed? Some sort of magical nature spell that crackled his skin and burned him from the inside out. You are mm. monsters. 
How Verbal, did, did you do that? No. How were the wards passed by? You must have some kind of magic that allowed you to pass. You think that we, students, were able to pass by your magical wards? You must be working with someone else. And suddenly you see her turn with suspicion towards Arturus. Why, why would you look at me, Malwin? I would never. They have stolen the apple from me as well. Yes, but perhaps they were bringing the apple to you. You Are you conspiring as well, Arturus? And you see them take a step back from each other. And they begin to eye each other warily. Does everyone seem kind of distracted by the lover's quarrel that is now happening? Even a little bit? Uh, roll a perception check for me. Oh, good. 16 plus 3. 19. Yeah, definitely. This is the the quarrels between Malwin and Arturus are famous amongst these centaurs. Like, they know how quickly it can escalate, how heated it can become. And so as soon as the tension starts to boil, everyone becomes on edge. Everyone's waiting for it to boil over, and they are momentarily distracted. Um, Can I actually... I actually had a similar thought. I mean, I was going to sort of try to slyly nudge the two of you to let you know, like, we're going to have a very limited window of opportunity to do some shit. You know what it is? I start very quietly humming the Thunderman LLC theme song. And how does that go? <laughs> we can we can take this action at the same time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. My I can do a thing to uh get us a, a window, but it will be a very very limited window and if we don't sort of pull it off, then it's going to be extremely bad for us. You, Fitzroy, cue them that something is about to happen, that there is going to be some kind of action you are taking that should cue them to take an action as well. So, Fitzroy, let's say your action is first. Yeah, they don't have to wait very long um, because I kind of grimace like last time this happened it didn't go so great but it's our only sort of option and i clap my hands together and cast thunder wave (laughs) Uh, a wave of thunderous force sweeps out of me each creature within a 15 foot cube originating from you must make a constitution saving throw apologies so since he had cued us with ahead of time would we have advantage uh yes, I am going to say that you, you guys, uh, not Rhodes because Rhodes maybe didn't catch the cue, but uh, Argo and the Fearbug for sure have advantage on this saving throw. Okay, good thing advantage. Okay, uh, fourteen plus one, fifteen. Uh, fifteen saves. My first one was a four. This is a seventeen. Saves. Yeah, my DC is a fourteen. So, eh, eh, uh, Cal Hain is the only one who saved. Um, so, what Perfect. is w- what happens? Uh, well, okay, everyone does take 
2d8 thunder damage, and on a successful save, they take half as much. So that's, you know, every everyone around me takes five thunder damage. Whoopsies. Uh, and my, my two compatriots take three. Um, but more importantly, uh, everyone except for Calhane, Argo, and the Fearbolg are pushed ten feet away, which okay, hopefully yes. is just enough distance to... Uh, Make, you have make some sort of move here. Cleared a space for yourself. Argo or Fearbulk, who goes next? And we're going to say that these next two things are going to happen simultaneously anyway, so it really doesn't matter sure, who goes sure, next. Sure, sure. Right. Where's the apple? Uh, last, it is in the pack that Calhane is holding. I mean, was it dislodged? That Did that dislodge? He it, was not he pushed. Still... He saved. He saved. You have okay. a way of. D- d- does. Uh, Firbolg have a way to get out of his bonds? Hmm. <clears throat> oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. I got a fucking way of getting out of my bonds. Okay. Then I think Argo is going to um, run over to Calhane, take Slap City in off his wrist, turn it into a dagger, and cut through the the um, cut through whatever the straps of the the bag are and and grab the bag what Fitzroy has given you is like a surprise round right yeah um and so you can take one action um so you can either move to Calhane or you can like attack from a distance, but you were not within melee range of Calhane at this time. And by the time you would run over there, especially since he wouldn't wasn't pushed, um, it, you would be in, uh, you would be in combat at that point. So if there's something you can do from where you are to attack him, if you want to throw Slap City in or throw something or attack at a distance, well, I have a sling. I have a sling. Great. Uh, use the sling to to plunk him in the noggin with a ball bearing. <laughs> okay, give me um, give me an attack with the sling. Okay, the sling is plus seven. That's a sixteen. That's twenty three. Oh, that definitely hits. Uh, roll damage for me. That is a three. Okay. Plus. Uh- wait a minute. Wait a minute. 1d4 plus 4. So it does 7. I mean, it wasn't really even to No, absolutely. Hurt him. Because of the, the surprise nature of it, I am going to say that it definitely is one of those things where, like, it's a distraction for sure. He did not see this coming, uh, and who would? And so immediately, you know, he kind of does, like, hand to forehead uh, and, and definitely is distracted for a moment. Does he drop the bag? No. Fear bolt. I am going to use wild shape to transform into a blood hawk. A what? <laughs> What's a blood hawk? Hold on one second. I will send. Sounds metal as fuck. Yeah, dude. Uh, so the fear bug transforms into a blood hawk. Do you need to roll anything for that or you just do it? No, I just do it. Sick. And because you are changing size to a small beast, uh, the the bonds that you were in slip off your little birdie feet. Um, and now you are a blood hawk. Cool. What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's my action. I'm a hawk. 
It's a pretty good action. I mean, as far as actions go, it's a cool action. Yeah, it's pretty good. And I'm going to say, like, in, in the changing of it, you have also, I'll just go ahead and say this, taken to the sky. You're not, like, a hawk just standing there on the ground within reach of anybody. Like, Yeah, that would be not cool. Yeah, you have you have fully taken advantage of this distraction, and you, you are now uh, up and in the air. Uh, everyone has now recovered. You still have this, like, uh, you know, 20-foot-wide circle around you. Now it's just you... And Calhain, but I will say that now, uh, uh, everyone is pretty pissed. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, for yeah, sure, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, and and uh, Calhain is still. I will say, uh, because uh, it was a successful attack. That I'm going to say, Calhain is dazed for this next round. Um, you know, he got plonked on the noggin, right, dead square between the eyes. Nobody likes that. Um, so. Uh, let's roll initiative. All right. Fuck, I was really hoping that wouldn't be the thing you were going to say. We're going to hear Travis rolling 300 D20s in the background as all of these centaurs prepare to trample our, our poor bodies. I rolled a 14 plus a six. That would be 20. Yeah, you know, I caught. Yes, thank you. I did catch dirty. That. A dirty, dirty, 20. dirty, dirty. Uh, I got a 15. And Fearbug. Uh, 19 plus 2, 21. All right. There's a lot of people involved in this. <laughs> yeah. I have made the centaurs one kind of group to so that I don't have to roll like 20 things. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different parties. Okay. <laughs> okay. Up first is the Fearbog. Now, to paint a picture for you. Yes, please. At this point, uh, at the the top of the scenario, we have um, Malwin, Arturis, and Calhain. Malwin and Arturis are pushed back from Calhain. So the fir- the closest one to you is Calhain, who is still at this point ten feet away from you, and then Malwin and Arturis are ten feet farther than that. Okay. Um, right with them is Rhodes. The Fearbolg has taken to the sky, and then there is uh, Argo and uh, Fitzroy. Althea got pushed back from them, and then the rest of the centaurs are kind of surrounding you uh, in a larger circle. So directly in front of you, you are still facing Argo and Fitzroy, Mowen, Arturus, and Calhane. So, up first is the Fearbulk, or should I say the Bloodhawk. My goal is, uh, as the Bloodhawk, I'm trying to... Find worms. Eat Find those. worms. Get, catch cool updrafts. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's my whole thing. No, I'm going to... Um, I want to try to wrench the bag away from... Calhain. Okay. That is my goal. Um, yes, that is my I want to like latch onto it with my talons and just start pulling. Make a strength check. We'll do a contested strength check here. No, I am a bird. Yes. I'm looking here at your attributes and your strength is six. Yes. I'm actually gonna. I just realized that right before, as I was about to start, I want to poke him in his eyes. 
Okay. Actually, with my beak. That that is what I'll do. Now he didn't roll very good. Are you sure? I want to loosen him up a little okay, bit. Okay. Yes, I want to loosen him up a little bit. <laughs> well, here's here's what I'll say. Uh, okay. To you don't need to, because he is still dazed from okay. the the hit from Argo. Um, so I will say he is he is at disadvantage now. Okay. So you he is already loosened up. Um. Okay. Perfect. Ah, oh, damn. 17 minus 2, 15. Oh, yeah. You beat him. Nice. You 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 pull that bag right out of his hands. Okay. Um, he is pissed. Sure. Um, and now let me say this. You are now burdened uh by this bag. So you are flying slower. You are able yes. to get out of his reach, but you are not like swiftly darting around the way you were before as a bloodhawk. Yes, correct. Okay, good. I, I flew away as far as I could, which which obviously like is limited. I can fly sixty feet, so probably thirty feet, correct. I guess. Yes. Okay. Uh and up next is Argonaut Keen. Can I retro say no, I'm gonna retro say and then you'll tell me I can't. Okay. Sounds like a deal. Uh, I have a thing called cunning action, which at the end of a turn I can use dash, disengage, or hide. So can I say that at the end of my last turn where I hit him with the sling that I dashed no. towards him? Uh, because it was a surprise round, you only get to take one action, and so that you do not have a reaction to use on that round. So no. It is it okay. is not it is not about not being able to retroactively do it. It is that you wouldn't have been able to do it then, even if you tried. Yeah. And how far away am I from him? Uh, away from Calhain. Uh so you were still with Fitzroy. Uh so you are about ten feet away from him. Okay. <laughs> I wanna cut his hand off. Jesus. The gloved hand with the ruined glove. Spicy. Uh these are getting spicy here. Okay. Make it so attack is roll. that just a basic attack? Correct. I would say trying to cut someone's hand off would count as an attack. Okay, I'm attacking him with Slapsidian, which adds one to my attack. Now, this is kind of benevolent DM time. If you're trying to chop someone's hand off, why aren't you using your big sword? Well, for one thing, it's a rapier, and it doesn't have a cutting edge. Uh, I mean, this is not a... okay. This is not a rapier in the sense of like a a like duelist fencer nowadays. Epic. This is a classical rapier where it's like you know an inch wide blade. Well, then I'm going to use Florence. Yeah, which I assume Florence has a cutting edge. It does. Yes, it is not just okay. for poking; it's also for slicing. That's what and it I says. have the and I have the cutting edge on DVD. Yeah, that's true. just as long as we're bragging. <laughs> to pick and and don't push me. Because I'm close to the edge. Not anything. Okay. Nothing. So that is a 13. 13 plus 3. That's 16. So 16 plus 7, 23. And, and you know what? I'm also going to have you make a strength check for me to see if you can actually sever the hand. You definitely hit. Well, it kind of depends on how sharp the blade is, right? Maybe that would no. be more of a speed. No, because or... if a baby swung a super sharp sword at someone, <laughs> they wouldn't cut off someone's hand, would they? 
All right, strength check. Again, 13 plus one, 14. Um, you make a solid swipe. I'm going to say that it is it is hanging loose now. Oh, God. Uh, you, you do yeah. not <laughs> completely sever it. Um, but uh, when you make this connection, uh, Fitzroy, you feel better. Not completely 100% uh, back up. Uh, but better. Okay. Uh, and next up in the order is well, Rose. Let me, me kind of s- let me set the scene a little bit. Oh, please, yes, Le- of course. Le- Make it gross. Leaps, leaps forward, swings the uh, f- swings Florence in like uh, uh, an arc um, at his face, but then does like a figure eight with it, whacks through the the the, the wrist cutting it most of the way and then uses disengage to pull the blade out and dance back nimbly. Um, so blood sprays in the air. Uh, and, and Calhain, I would say, uh, is, is pretty pissed. He's pretty angry. Um, he definitely was not ready for that, but whoever is, um, I've done damage. You did do damage. Yeah. Roll damage for me. That is a four, and on Florence, plus four, eight. Up next is Rhodes. Rhodes is still bound, um, and uh, she was also pushed back, so she is prone. Uh, so she uses her move to stand up, um, and she does that cool thing that people do in movies where they like jump over you know, the, the, the rope. ropes yeah, so that yeah. her hands are back in front of her. It's really cool. She doesn't even have to roll, roll for it. That's how cool it is. And uh, she positions herself uh, between uh, the centaur guards and Fitzroy. Cool. It's nice of her. Uh, and then up next is Malwin. Yeah, Malwin is going to draw uh, her bow and aim for the Bloodhawk carrying the bag. Fucking best of luck, dude. You can't get me. I'm a hawk. But she rolls like shit. Told you. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> and she whiffs it. It's the incredible power of the hawk. Now up next is Calhane, and as I said, he is pretty pissed. Uh, so um, Argo, make a Dex save for me. That is an 18 plus 7. That's 25. You lucky SOB. No, I'm just very dexterous. Uh, and then, uh, well, you know what? Everybody, all three of you actually make a dex saving throw as I'm looking at this spell. Is what is about to come out of him <laughs> visible? I mean, hmm. well, yes, he is definitely making some magical maneuvers. You know he's about to cast a spell. Yep. Okay. 13 um, plus 2, so 15. Uh, I got 11 plus 2, 13, but I have advantage on deck saving throws against things I can see. Oh, and that's an 18 plus 2, 30, 20. Okay. Um, So all three of you save, and now I need to roll a bunch of dice. You can just fudge it. Okay, hold on. Uh, okay. 
Okay. Uh, you take half damage, so you each take 17 points of fire damage as a fireball ignites uh, the area in which you are standing. I am uh, looking very bad. I was not at max health <laughs> when all this started. <laughs> oh, and up next is Griffin. Uh, please call me Fitzroy while we're playing. Uh, yes, of course. I'm, up next is Fitzroy Maplecourt, Knight yeah. in Absentia of the Realm of Goodcastle. Was, were we, like, knocked back or anything by the fireball? Uh, no. But now, the the uh, the tent that you were standing behind, the um, Calhane's tent, is aflame. <laughs> cool. So, like, is there, like, a badass Sephiroth sort of effect as I walk towards him sort of slowly? Oh, absolutely. Totally. Okay, great. Um, yeah, I just kind of walk up to him and grab onto his loose wrist. Yep. <laughs> uh, and I say, look at my eyes, Calhane. And I, as a bonus action, I rage. Uh-huh. And I want to show him the sort of the power that I'm drawing from, because I think he will recognize the face of it. Uh, okay, so yes, my wild surge. Uh, I rolled a six. Arcane energy taps into the minds of those around you. Each creature within 30 feet of you must succeed on a wisdom saving throw, or you see a glimpse of the creature's thoughts, learning how it plans to attack you. As a result, the creature has disadvantage. It's a lot of stuff, and to save you from rolling, I'm really, I guess, only interested in Calhane. So... Roll a wisdom saving throw. That is a fail. So you see in this briefest moment uh, that his plans were to, uh, at first, everything is laid out before you. He was tasked with sealing the first apple to start a war. And then uh, he was tasked with stealing the second apple. Uh, He was not told why the second apple also needed to be stolen. Um, but then he took the initiative and cursed you, Fitzroy, with the plan to frame the Thundermen. Um, and Argo spotted it right away that the glove he was wearing is ruined uh, for a curse. And right. it is the hand that uh, you bonesed um, two episodes ago. Yeah, um, and, and this his hand is the conduit. The glove is the catalyst, and to break the curse, the hand and glove need to be destroyed. Yeah, sure. Um, That was my bonus action. Uh, For my action, (laughs) uh, I look at him and just really try and show him all the sort of chaos I can muster in this moment. Uh, And really, just to sort of freak his bean, I say, um, you have failed me, Calhane. And I try to rip his arm off okay uh make a contested uh strength check but he has disadvantage because of the damage that's already been done to him and the excellent news is uh, when i'm raging i get advantage on strength checks okay uh nine plus six fifteen well he Uh, rolled a nat 20 but also a three yeah i rolled but it's funny (laughs) life is life is like that sometimes because i also rolled a critical failure uh, but I also rolled a 15. Uh, you make this eye contact with him. You say what you said, that he has failed you. 
and a look of pure terror crosses his face as you rip his hand loose from his body. Fucking idiot. I fucking pranked. You you just got pranked by the best of them, you dummy. You dumb asshole. Curse me? In my house? This is my podcast. You curse. You come into my house and curse me? No, Let me no, tell you no. something. Having your hand ripped off of you is not fun. Yeah, isn't. Um, and I take an extra action, which isn't even allowed in the game, and I fucking eat his hand right in front of him. You eat it? <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> Humbrew. Humbrew. Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I don't eat his hand. Um, I am going to do say. I feel, do I feel better now that I have um, uh, sort of gotten his, gotten that part of his body off him? You do feel better. Once again, not 100%. You saw in, in your flash of vision, thanks to your wild surge, it needs to be destroyed. Oh, okay. Can I just, as I, again, like a second bonus action, just kind of tap him with it and be like, stop hitting yourself. <laughs> no, Maybe not, no, but, yeah. but, but. Next turn, next turn. Yes. Um, roll an intimidation check. That's got to be one of the oh, with intimidating things. Yeah, with advantage. Uh, 16 plus 6, 22. Uh, 5 plus 6, uh, 11. So 22. Everyone stops yeah. for a moment. They see this raging barbarian standing over someone that they would have considered a powerful wizard. You have just ripped his hand loose from his body and terrified him as fire burns behind you. You are silhouetted by the flames raging through the tent. And as you look across the eyes of these centaurs, you see the same fear of power that you saw long ago in the eyes of Sylvia Knight. And everyone falls back a step and lowers their weapons, afraid of you. Yeah! That's right! This could be a hoof, too! I could, get a, I could get a hoof also to match! You wave the hand in their faces as you say this, and they all recoil. You are splattered with blood as Calhane sits at your feet, weeping, holding his, the stump of his arm. And everyone takes another step back. I lean down to Calhane and I say, uh, typically this is the part of the mystery where the bad guy sort of confesses everything that they've done. Uh, and so if you could be, if you could project, because I believe I've scared everybody quite a fair distance away from us. And I pick him up by the scruff of the neck. Uh, roll one more intimidation check with advantage. Two is bad. Uh, nine plus six, fifteen. Anything we can do to help? I don't know. Is there? I, I think Thunderman LLC sort of striking a group tableau could be also a very powerful sort of topping uh, to this uh, severed hand cake that I'm baking up for. Okay, yeah. Do you want to do that as well, uh, Fearwald? I'm a hawk, baby. I'm the 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 problems of the terrestrial world have <laughs> 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 Tobias you've spent too long 
They, they've grown increasingly less interesting to me. Uh, c- can I hold up my falconry glove that I'm wearing and just you sort of into you? Yes, absolutely. You yeah. Must, yeah, and I'll land on that. Uh, we do have one sort of pressing issue, and it's the bag that I'm assuming is on fire. The Bloodhawk swoops in and drops the flaming bag uh, at your feet and lands upon your glove. And then what do you do, Argo? Um, create water. I can create water right there, all around the bag, smother the flames. You create water as you pose defiantly. The steam rises. Smoke pours around uh, Fitzroy as he looms in the face of Calhane. And Calhane says, almost in a whisper, It was me. You're going to have to be louder than that, huh? It, it was me. I, I, I stole the apple. Please and, don't. And and I and I framed them, and I stole the first apple too. And and I cursed. I I cursed Fitzroy. Anything else? Please don't hurt me anymore. Please. So, I don't know. I wasn't really buying the motivation. You know, it oh, I didn't think, seem like he bought it. He really bought into it. No, I think the, the motivation is is pretty much bulletproof. Um, so, yep, there you have it, y'all. Tried to tell you. Um, so, I guess uh, mission accomplished. Sorry about uh, the thunder. But, uh, y- you know, play stupid games, get stupid prizes. You know? <laughs> Uh, I, I want to, I want to make a beeline to Althea if that is, if the centaurs will allow it. As, as you move, the centaurs move away from you. Okay. We may have some explaining to do. Uh, Althea, so this is the thing I, I, that cursed me. It, what do we, what do we do with it? Should I just throw it in a tent fire? Cause there's a few of those. Uh, y- yeah, um, that, that would do. It just needs to be destroyed. You want me to take the hand out of it first, because it seems like it's bothering you. Um, no the 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 hand needs to be destroyed as well. Ooh, fortunate then. Uh, I walk over to uh the tent that's on fire, and I just kind of chuck the chuck the hand and glove into it. Pew. Um. So the the hand the glove burn there is a flash of green fire for a moment and then acrid smoke uh rises um from where you tossed it and you feel as if a weight has been lifted a weight that perhaps you were not even aware of during this fight uh has been lifted from you and now you just feel tired oh yeah i think the adrenaline rush is probably worn off at this point that concludes our business with the centaur. Well, no, I guess we still need to find out about the apple, huh? Calhane did mention that he had stolen a second apple. Right. But ultimately, not everybody's going to end up getting the apples that they want. It does seem like you need to find a solution to that, yes. A, t- a two would be better than one, though, for sure. Statistically speaking. Yeah. 
Especially since we're going to steal one of them. Maybe. Perhaps. Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right. Powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis, how did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What? What influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth. Don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best in class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code adventure to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have an aura frame here at our house and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Chicago, we're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2, and we're doing live shows, all a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out, and Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2, schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash McElroy Tours. All the information's there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter. 
In case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all of the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little Sailor Man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. So uh, now, as, as you're kind of benevolent DM, and it's been a while, may I remind you of a couple different pieces of this that have come to light. Things that you have already discovered that now I... Yes, please. Will, ...will remind you. The centaurs of the woods burn the apple in a ritual sacrifice to the spirit of the Scarlet Woods. You spoke mm-hmm. with the spirit of the Scarlet Woods. They yes. told you that they demand a sacrifice that is something that the person is unwilling to give. And the more rare or the more unwilling, the better the sacrifice is to them. The centaurs of the valley split open the apple to read the seeds and divine the future. The centaurs, uh, Malwin and Arturus, are the leaders of the two groups. At one point, they were engaged to be married, but neither one was willing to give up control of the herd to be subservient to the other. Okay. Um, I think I know how to kind of, like, get us to the next scene, if that's cool. I don't want to yeah. take the lead Do too it. much. No, please, take the lead. At this point, you after, like, 18 intimidation checks, you are yeah. in the lead. Uh, okay. Griffin, take the wheel. <laughs> uh, now that I'm not holding uh, a hand, by the way, is Calhane like trying to escape at all, or is that he something is you need to worry broken. about? Okay, cool. Uh, I address the crowd and I say, "Okay, so I can see that I have brought some serious distress, uh, myself and my uh, my cohorts, to this little gathering, and for that, I apologize. We are here on a mission." to bring the two herds together. And all we've been trying to do since we got here is get your two respective leaders in a room with each other to just talk it out. And I am wondering, in light of everything that has happened, if maybe we can prioritize that meeting for, like, right now. On preferably an intent that has not caught fire. We think that's doable? And Malwin nods and says, "Yes, I, I, I think that we we can, we can discuss. Yes, cool." Uh, and Althea says, "Wait, uh, wait, hold on, Fitzroy, before you go." And Althea lays hands on you, and her hands begin to glow lightly, um, and you feel restored. Your wounds. Um, begin to close up. Your bruises feel less battered. Uh, and you get back to D8. <laughs> Hit points. Uh, do you roll that or do I roll that? I, um, roll I, will, that. I will do it. I'll do oh, it man. for myself. Yeah, go ahead and roll it. Uh, uh, you get back yeah, four. Can we get in on this action? Yeah, you know what? Everyone, let's make this uh, a mass healing word. And uh, everybody gets back 10 points of damage. Wow. Very benevolent. Hey, thanks. And so then the, the what, the roads 
Calhain, uh, Argo, Fitzroy, Fearbulg, Althea, Malwin, and Arturus all move uh, to the tent uh, for a slightly more private, less blood-soaked discussion. At this point, Althea has kindly, compassionately, ceased the the blood flow from Calhane uh, so that he is not going to bleed out. Uh, he has been uh, bound, he has been shackled, um, and he is present in the tent with you as well. Yeah, I mean, I still would like to talk to him about his employer, um, but this takes precedent. Can we skip the us telling... Like, I, I think we would want to tell them what we saw in this, what we heard from the spirit in the woods, right? Like, yeah, I think, I think, don't you think we can skip right to the whole, the point of the matter, which was somebody's got to sacrifice something. Yeah, important. I would like to just skip the us trying to explain what we saw in the spirit of the woods and just say that we, we told them there's no reason for us to, there's no reason for us to hide anything anymore, except for maybe that we really would like to take one of them, their apples. So you, you relay this information to them, the conversation uh, you had with the the spirit of the Scarlet Woods, they are also absolutely, especially Malwin, just blown away by the fact that the spirit directly communicated with you. the The spirit doesn't even communicate with the centaurs. The centaur, the the spirit, has never, as far as I know, spoken to mortals. Um, and they once again reference like this that the the fact that one of you was able to call to the the spirit and actually get its attention is nothing short of a miracle. Um, then I'd like to do a persuasion check. That is a 19. And I add two to that. So that's a 21. That is very persuasive. So what, what are you attempting to persuade? So here's what I'm thinking. I think that the sacrifice that the spirit needs is for one of you to sacrifice leadership. Let's face it. I mean, you could still do both of the activities with an apple. You could cut it in half, read the seeds, and then burn the two halves. It 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 at least seems to me. But one of you needs to make the sacrifice of being in charge, and that should be the sacrifice that'll appease the the, the tree. And Arturus turns and says, "I I'm not willing to sacrifice. I." And he turns back to Malin and says, I love you. I still do. And I I would partner with you still. But it remains the same. I am not willing to give up leadership. The centaurs of the valley are stronger with me than they've ever been. I am not willing to put my herd at risk just because I... Just because I love you, I can't do that. And Malwin says, I feel the same, Arturus. I, I cannot risk the anger of the spirit. I cannot put my herd at risk, even if it means not being with you. I ask Calhain, um, so where's the second apple, the other one? It's hidden in the camp of the centaurs of the valley. I was going to discover it, and 
and cause war. Okay. Can someone fetch that? Diana gets the location from him, and uh, she heads out to find it hidden. Uh, it is it is buried behind Arturus's tent, uh, and Diana returns with it. So now both apples are present. Um. So there's your two apples. We we could just hand those over, and then that would you know that would satisfy your um, respective rituals, and that would be all fine and dandy. But it does kind of seem like this division between the two of your herds is not especially healthy. Um, So, uh, and I pick up one of the apples and I take a bite out of it. They both react in shock. Uh, I spit the bite out on the ground and drop just, just like disrespectfully as possible, drop that apple. Uh, And I say, okay, now there is one apple. So you can either go to war and kill each other over it, or you can finally, like adults, talk your whole thing over and find a way to govern your herd, maybe together, in a way that is best for everyone. I... By the way... It wasn't even that good. It was It was not that... It was pretty mealy, if I'm being honest, and a bit bitter. So, like, I know you've been wondering what the apple tastes like. I'm here to tell you, not awesome. You hear Rhodes kind of chuckle a little bit behind you. She thought that was very funny. Oh, thank you, Rhodes. Malwin looks at Arturus and says, I don't know that I can change who I am. And Artura says, I don't know that I would want you to. And they begin talks. They begin negotiations of if there is a way for them both to remain in as leaders of their respective herds, but still work together to become more of a symbiotic herd where one relies on the other instead of this constant bickering, this pushing back and forth, push me, pull you sort of relationship. Um, And it is not a brief conversation. Um, Time passes. The conversation goes long into the night uh, past that six-hour mark, and you, Fitzroy, are down for the count. You sleep harder than you've ever slept in your life, a dreamless sleep, but not completely. Occasionally, you see within the pitch blackness of nothing a pair of all-white eyes winking. When you awake the following afternoon, you've been asleep for about 12 hours. You feel rested, but your body is still weak, your mind still hazy. And Althea has been keeping watch over you to make sure that you were safe. And so have your friends. Argo 
has been standing by your bedside, Fearbulg guarding the door. I changed back into Fearbulg. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I kept meaning. Does it hurt when your bones sort of... Nah. Feels kind of good, like stretching. I look up at Argo and say, we've got to stop meeting like this. Uh, I'd spend a lot of time hanging out at your bedside. I know, I'm a, I'm a frail... So creepy. Um, Argo, I heard what you said to me in some far-off distant part of my consciousness while I was suffering from the curse. And we obviously have a lot to talk about, but I just... I just have one thing to say to you right now, Argo. Tell me you picked up the pieces of the apple that I took a bite out of. Of course I did. Oh, yes. I I have very high sleight of hand skills. And when they were all in deep discussion, I picked them up. Yeah, I got them in my pocket. Cool. I even put the piece back on the other piece. Oh, that's great. If you could hand me that whole sort of situation... And I take the apple and I cast mending on it, <laughs> uh, which uh, repairs a single break or tear in an object that I touch, such as a broken chain link, two halves of a broken key or apple. It says here key or apple. That's funny. Mm. Uh, as long as the tear is no larger than one foot in any dimension, uh, you mend it, leaving no trace of the former damage. You have yourself a fixed, whole, perfect apple. As you slip the apple into your bag. <laughs> can I can I say, well, this ought to keep the teacher. Oh, God. <laughs> My body hurts so bad. Every bone hurts so bad. As you exit the tent, you are met by Arturis and Malwin standing together. Malwin says, it's still early. But there has been a lot of progress. And Arturis says, The future of the centaurs of the valley has become a lot more certain with the assistance of the centaurs of the woods. And we don't need any seeds to tell us that. And you see that Malwin is holding the single apple. And Malwin says, We are going to aid the centaurs with our resources and with our stores, and we will be assisting them in the hunt and allowing them use of the hunting grounds in the woods so that they can be prepared for whatever the future brings. Forgive my question, but what of the love you shared? Is there any hope of this? They smile at each other. And Mowen says, yes, I think so. Extra credit. <laughs> <laughs> now before you leave 
would you like to speak with Calhain one last time? Yes. Calhain is brought before you in chains now. Um, you aren't quite sure what the centaurs have plans as far as containing him, but you know it will not be pleasant. And uh, they have said that you can meet with him one last time because, of course, you have questions. Uh, it's all three of us, yes? Correct. Did you, at any point, relay what you saw in the mirror, Fearbulk? I mean, we had a long night. I probably, yeah. I, I mean, I, I know we didn't, it seems cheap to say like, yeah, yeah, definitely. But like, I mean, <laughs> what else are they going to talk about? Yeah. yeah, I think he probably mentioned that to to everyone. I don't really know who should take the lead here. Here, I'll, ta- I'll talk to him. Unless you want to, Dad. Do you want to? No, I was just going to say that before we enter the tent, that Argo puts on a little performance. So as they approach the tent, Argo um, says, hey, listen, I got a little something that might help, you know, chum the water a little bit. Hold on. <clears throat> um, this will be a performance check. That is a another 13. Wow. Plus two. So that's a 15. Oh, listen, we got it all figured. Let's just kill him. Just kill him. Just go in there. Kill him. I mean, he has it coming to him. He de- he deserves no mercy. I'll do it. I mean, I've got. I'm I'm bristling with blades, and I'm a rogue. I could. I mean, and if you feel bad about it, I, he doesn't even have to know because I have a thing called sneak attack that I never do right. But maybe it'll work this time. So let's let's just. What do you say? Let's just go in and kill him. Okay. We, we did not discuss killing him. I'm certain it would not be permitted by the centaurs. Well, I mean... You know, Why was this not discussed, and yet you act as though it is settled? Well, uh, you know, I... Listen, if you got... I do not know. Oh, okay, well, then I guess it's a bad idea. I'm sorry that I put something before the, co- the company. I should have put it in a memo first. You are acting very strangely. Why was this not discussed until when we were out of earshot? And then he he winked. Furple, I'm putting on. I'm trying to scare him. He's a doing bit. a lie. He's doing a lie. <gasps> I'm lying, so you don't oh, have to. See? This is subterfuge. Ah, and he'll be a little bit more malleable. And then if you want to talk to him, maybe he will, you know, because he's a little scared, you know, maybe he'll be more honest with you. Oh, excellent. I'm sorry, Furbolg. I should have brought it up earlier. My bad. Let's just go in and, you know, see where the moment takes me. I throw open the flap of the tent. Do you flip the tent over? No, I thought about it, but I don't want to be a hack and repeat myself. <laughs> so I f- throw open the flap of the tent and I stride over to Calhain. And I pull out the mirror and I activate it. And I say, tell them. T- tell them what? Tell them what? Tell them that you have failed. Calhane, Calhane, do you have it? What? Ha, what? What has happened? Um, I, uh, I, 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 I had it, and then I, I, um, I cursed Fitzroy as a distraction. You what? I, I cursed Fitzroy as a distraction, and then I was discovered, and um. They they broke the curse and they they got back both 
both apples. Um, they they know everything. I see. Are they listening now? And Calhane looks at you, Fearbulk. We are. I see. Well, I am disappointed, and this is going. This is going to move the timeline up a bit. And Calhane begins to shake violently. Black ooze pours out of his tear ducts and his nostrils and the corners of his mouth. He tries to scream, but... He seems like he's drowning, and then his body falls over and is still. And the voice in the mirror says, I suppose I'll see the three of you back at school soon. And the mirror clicks off. I fear we may have detention. Org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.